Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's Sermon Podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 58, verse 1 through 12, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 1 through 16, the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13 through 20, and Psalm 112, verse 1 through 10. Open our minds, warm our hearts, but also bend our wills, for we seek to hear your word. Amen. Amen. So I googled something last week that I never thought I would google. It was a question of theodicy. A true moral quandary of searching and yearning. An altogether plea for assurance and restoration. I opened my browser and stared at that little white box. What did it know? Sometimes, I think, we ask questions we already know the answer to. Growing up with a father who was a lawyer and a grandfather who was a judge, I became well-versed at this type of practice, asking questions I already know the answer to. But sometimes I wonder also if we're hoping that we'll get an answer that is not reality. Do we sometimes find ourselves in a place of not wanting to know the truth? Now, before I tell you what I googled, I need you to know that science and faith are inextricably connected for me. If something is true of nature, then it must be true of God. If creation is revealing something to us, then the creator, too, has made way for an epiphany. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? Why are you telling us this, Jesus? You are the light of the world. No pressure. I almost Googled, what do you do when you don't feel like a shining beacon of light? When the flavor of life fails to spark the imagination. And when righteousness seems out of reach. What do you do when you don't feel salty? But I just didn't think Siri could handle all of that, so instead I searched, can the ocean ever run out of salt? It seems like a ridiculous question, or maybe just a rhetorical one. Can the ocean ever run out of salt. 
What an absurd thing to wonder. I always get this way in the dead of winter. <laughs> the frozen Midwest tundra seems to elicit feelings of helplessness and heartache for me. Jesus' words of firing synapse of the taste buds of humanity and the blazing presence of collective light, well, they seem like a far-off vision in this cold, cold little cave where we hibernate. So can the ocean ever run out of salt? Can I, in fact, hide the light that is in me? Can I hold it so tightly in that little squishy spot in my belly where fire rages and where passion comes from and where disciples long before me have found strength to preach the gospel even in the midst of unspeakable violence, exile, and abandonment? Can the ocean run out of salt? And can the Christian ever unknow the glory of God, the God who gives them life? Our gospel lesson for today has the potential to speak to us in the many seasons of our misunderstandings of God. It can lead us to overcompensate the ego. Oh yeah, I'm salty, check me out, burning torch of awesomeness, so righteous, too good for you, too cool for school or church. And Jesus knows our propensity toward this type of thinking. That's why he's continually reminding his disciples to be humble and to be a collective community. It's not all about you. This gospel lesson can also lead us into the false notion that we are nothing. Not salt. Not flame. Unrighteous blobs of goo stuck to a burning planet. Metaphorically and metaphysically and basically just meta. This degradation of the self, <clears throat> it leads to isolation and despair, which can be a hard pit to climb from, especially when you just keep digging. Can the ocean run out of salt? No. The ocean cannot run out of salt, even if you do. Because salt works the same way water does, in a cycle. And even when it's trampled underfoot and crushed into a lot of little pieces, it finds a way back to its source. It finds a way to seep into the bedrock of the earth or of humanity and find each other again 
it finds a stream that flows back to a river that leads to an ocean. Salinity and solemnity are not codependent. The church can keep on believing even while you have a crisis of faith. And others can shine their lights from the mountaintops from which they sit, even if you're in a valley trying to get home. The gospel today implores us to ask two fundamental questions of life. Who are we? And what are we to do? How do we escape the false reality of worthlessness and save ourselves from the presumption of individual salvation? How do we right-size ourselves in the ocean of baptism that allows for salt to be redistributed among those who stream to this body of water? Jesus tells us that we do this by allowing our righteousness to exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. I used to think this was one of those impossible tasks that God sets before us. Hey, uh, no big deal, just be more zealous than the zealots and more righteous than the guys who follow the law to the T. But then I realized that Jesus is not asking us to meet the mark of the scribes and Pharisees. He is asking us to exceed it. Not to follow the law just the same way, but to follow it in truth and action with our whole hearts. If the ocean can't run out of salt and the church can't unknow what we are made for, to follow the two great commandments, love God, love neighbor, then we can't help but desire relationship with God and neighbor. In the next two chapters of the Gospel according to Matthew, which we will explore over the next 11 weeks, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' proclamation to awaiting people. He teaches us to understand the commandments in a wildly new way, a way that takes all that we are and all that we have and gives it to God. This Sermon on the Mount teaches us how to choose life, how to give freely, how to pray, how to fast, how to treasure things heavenly, how to cease from worry, and how to stop judging ourselves and others.
It's okay to wonder if the ocean will ever run out of salt. And it's okay to wonder if you will. It's okay to wonder if the gospel will ever run out of fire. And it's okay to wonder if you will. Because the church has been bland and boring before and managed to still share heavenly banquets. And the church is well acquainted with darkness. And she'll leave the light on for you. Amen.